presence of God, breath of God, breath of God. So good to have you with us this morning. I'm so glad that you could join us in our service online today. And we are, oh, gee, I love seeing all these faces just pop up pop up on our screen. It's so good to see everybody. I'm Geraldine. I'm one of the exec pastors here and I am excited to bring you the word this morning. It's going to be such a great morning. Are we ready church? I'm ready. So good to see all your names and I just, you know, I just love it when God weaves things together. Hey, Pastor Simo, I can see you there. And it's just so good when God just weaves things together. And this week, I have just seen Him weaving together what He wants to say to us this morning and what He wants to say to us right now. There is a word in season that I am excited about and I am ready to give it to you this morning because the Holy Spirit has been downloading on me all week. And uh, so are you ready, church? Why don't you put something in the chat? Let me know that you are ready to go. Um, I, I was a little bit nervous last week when Pastor Darren started preaching because or he just started praying, I think, and he was kind of praying along what I was going to be preaching on. And I thought, oh no, we are like in trouble here. I'm going to have to come up with a whole new message. But you know what? This is what I mean about God just speaking through people and reminding us. And at church prayer on Tuesday night, same thing. We were praying into what I believe the Lord wants to say to us this morning. He is bringing it all together and it is going to be a great morning. I'm excited. We need to stand up and listen when God is weaving things together. Even though we are not in a theme at the moment, even though we have a free reign and I get to choose this morning what I felt God wanted to say to us, God is doing, He's up to something, right? He's pulling things together. People are talking about things, the same things. And it is important that we stand up and listen when God is pulling things together because He wants to grow something. He wants to change something. He wants to do something this morning. So let's pray. God, this morning, would you just have your way? Whether we are listening to this message right now or whether it is sometime through the week, Lord God, I pray that you would just pour out your Spirit, open our hearts, give us ears to hear what you would say to us, Lord. Help us to know that you are speaking directly to us. Yeah, mighty God, we just thank you that this word today is from you. Lord, we thank you for your, your word. We thank you, Jesus, that you want to speak through it. And Lord God, that there is power when we listen, Lord, and we obey what you are saying to us. So God, would you just help us this morning? Help us to be open to what it is that you want to change in us today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So like I said, it's been kind of over the last few months that God has been weaving things together for me about what he wanted me to talk about this morning. And it's really along the whole line of prayer and peace. So I just want to prepare you for that. That's, what we're, that's where we're going this morning. And before you switch off and go, oh, prayer, I don't want to hear about it. Because you know what we do? We, we, sometimes we have this negative connotation, which we shouldn't have, but we do have when it comes to prayer, being, oh, they're going to tell me I'm going to pray more or oh, I've got to do this more or whatever. Well, I just want you to be open to what uh, God wants to say to us this morning in this space, because it is going to be uh, something that I believe will challenge us, yes, but will change us for the better. Absolutely. And I'm going to read this morning from Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 to 7 it says rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Cool verse, right? Big verse. And you know, I'm going to get pretty vulnerable today. And it's, there's only a few people here, so I'm, it's a bit, a bit of a risk to take. So I want some encouragement in the, uh, in, in the chat there. Get ready. Yeah, they, these guys have got me. I know you guys have got me as well. We're family, right? But I just want to be really honest with you this morning. When lockdown began, however many weeks ago, I was anxious. I was anxious. I found myself anxious. I would wake up in the morning and I would feel this knot in my stomach, this anxiousness. And I would go to sleep and I would be thinking about things and I was just anxious. I was worried about what's going on. I would walk around my day and I would feel anxious. Things just were getting to me. I wasn't worried about being sick and I wasn't totally worried about being in lockdown, maybe a little bit, but you know, I've got kids, but I was anxious about the unknown. There was so much unknown. I wasn't sure where we were going. I wasn't sure what things were going to go, what, what things what was going to happen. And even things like, how am I going to be able to work and homeschool? And my kids, there were weeks where sometimes it was harder than others. And I just found myself getting more and more overwhelmed with what was going on. And what, what was I going to, I'm a rule follower, put out your hand all you rule followers out there. Yep, love them. <laughs> I'm a rule follower. And so I was anxious about what rules I could, like, what could I do? What was I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? What, how does this all work? And so all of that was playing on my mind. I woke up um, one morning as all of these things were piling up. I remember it was a Friday morning and, you know, it was a normal day. And I woke up and I felt completely debilitated. I felt like I couldn't do this day the same again and again and I just didn't know what to do. I was really worried and I didn't have anything to do. It was a Friday particularly. I didn't have much to do. No no one did. We weren't doing much, right? All those people who are working hard, I'm sorry that day I, I was not working hard. I was trying to get my kids like get my head into the place where I could homeschool kids and all of that but I just wanted to stay in bed. I didn't want to get up I just wanted to stay in bed. I wanted to close my eyes and go back to sleep and not think about homeschooling and not think about the million snacks that I had to make and not think about walking the dogs for the 50th time around the same place and all of those things. I didn't want to have to think about that. I just wanted to stay in bed, go back to sleep and wake up when it was all over and all done. And you know what? I know that I am not alone. I know that there are very... There are a lot of people who have been in that or are still in that same situation where it is hard and you are worried and there is anxiety that is creeping in and things that have caused anxiety over the last uh, couple of months particularly are, are varied. There are so many different factors that have fed into that worry or that concern or that fear that you might be feeling. Um, and it manifests in so many different ways. It can manifest in fear or worry or anger or stress or impatience and it can happen in lots of different areas and affect our relationships and our work and our mental health and our physical health and so much more. 
So as I lay in bed wondering how on earth I was going to get up, I just felt one word come to mind, and that word was pray. Now, you know, I pray, right? It's not like I don't pray. I pray a lot. I pray for the kids before they go to bed. I pray when I pray a lot when I'm in the car. Probably haven't been in the car as much recently, so maybe not doing as much prayer there. But I pray. I pray for people and situations all the time. If I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I've made a decision that I am going to pray for you. So you know that my word is true. When I say I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. So I pray. But God wasn't rebuking me and he wasn't warning me. He was simply reminding me that I needed to stop and pray. Just a gentle reminder because what I realized in that moment, what I had a revelation on was that my default was to worry. My default wasn't to go and pray. My default was to worry. I I was allowing the unknown to overwhelm me to a place where I just felt so debilitated. And I realized that I had let the world and everything that was going on cause me to feel oppressed, cause me to feel like I couldn't do this life the way that we're talking about. It was getting too much. And I realized that I had spent more time reading articles than reading the Word of God. And I thought if I could just think it through well enough, I know there's some deep thinkers out there, If I could just think it through well enough, then I would be able to get myself out of this. I could just think through, okay, if that that happens and yeah, okay, cool, yep. All right, I'll be fine. That's okay. I'm okay. And it wasn't the first time. This is something that I have dealt with year after year after year. And so in that moment, I prayed. And honestly, I was too tired to even know what to pray. So I just took a moment to pray in the Spirit. I just took a moment to offer my heart back to God that morning because I didn't know what else to do. And I put some worship music on and I did stay in bed for quite some time. And I'm pretty sure my kids interrupted me maybe a thousand times, maybe a million, it could have been either. But I just didn't allow myself to get out of that place until I knew that God was working in my life. I had to just stay there. I had to just wait in his presence and have that worship music on and pray in the spirit and fix my eyes and my gaze on Jesus, who is known, who is known. He is not my unknown. He is known. So even though my future and all of the things around me was unknown, God is known and he knows me better than anybody. And what an incredible moment to just take that time. And as I did that and I prayed in the Spirit and I, I felt my car, the calm coming back to my heart and my mind, I refocused and I felt peace entering my heart again. And it came back in a flood. You know, it doesn't matter what's ahead. It doesn't matter how much unknown is before me. I can always stand strong in the knowledge that God is with me. He is the absolute factor. I do not have to worry because He is with me. The one who is known and will never change. He is the rock and the foundation of my life and faith. And so when I go back and I read particularly verse 6 and 7 again, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, 
by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. When I go back and I read that, when I talk to you about that today, I know what I'm talking about because I've lived this. I know this that this is the re- that sometimes the reality this is not in my world. That didn't make sense, sorry. I know that at times this isn't what I work on in my world, that this is not my reality, that I do worry, that I do fear, that I am anxious. There are moments, but I also know that for all of us who struggle with that in some way, shape or form, which I believe is probably all of us at some level sometimes, is that when I apply this verse, when I apply this verse to my life, peace enters my heart. And the victory is mine and I don't need to be anxious. I can come to God in prayer. So we're going to walk this through in a little more detail this morning. How does that sound? Are we good? All right. So our first point this morning, the first thing that I want us to be really clear on is straight from the Scripture. No better place to find a point from but the Scripture. Do not be anxious about anything. Point one. Make sure that we are not anxious about anything. Now, our first take home is anything. Don't be worried about anything. Not one thing. We get all anxious about all sorts of things. Money, relationships, future, uh, our people. We get worried about ourselves. We get worried about sickness, all sorts of things. We worry about how to win people to the Lord or how to be a better human. Um, We worry about getting sick. We worry about the what ifs. Who else worries about the what ifs? Tell me I'm not alone. What if this happens? What if, and then that, and then that, and oh my goodness, and then that, and oh man, what about that? It's like I create this scenario in my mind that will probably never happen, but I get worried about it. And I know I'm not alone, but we can worry ourselves into a pit of, of despair. But Paul is very clear here. Do not worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. And one of the things that God has brought my attention to is the Lord's Prayer. And in particular, the first part of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, simple prayer, so powerful. Firstly, it reminds us that God is our Father. We know that our Heavenly Father loves us and wants the very best for us. We are told this through Scripture time and time again. He is reminding us that He is in charge, not us. And secondly, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a big deal. This is a game changer. We are His people who bring the realities of the heavenly realms to the realities of the earthly realms. That's what we do. That's what we're called to do. We are called to live in a different way, the Jesus way, the way of Jesus. And in heaven, I don't know about you, but I'm very sure that in heaven, there is no worry. In heaven, there is no fear. In heaven, there is no anxiousness. So this means that on, that on earth as it is in heaven, as we've just read, is a way that we can live today. We carry the authority of heaven with us every single day. Jesus in us means we don't need to carry worry, fear, anxiety or anything that looks different to that 
which belongs in heaven. Now, I was thinking this through yesterday morning and I was with Charlotte in the car and I made her write me a little note. Hi, Charlotte. Nice to have you with us this morning. Um, and I was thinking it through and I had this revelation. When we start to consume ourselves with the world and we listen to the world more than we listen to the Holy Spirit, we begin to carry the weight of the world instead of carrying the yoke of Jesus, which Matthew tells us is light and unburdensome. We weren't designed to carry the weight of the world, people. We weren't designed to carry the weight of the world. That's what Jesus did for us. He took the weight of the world. Now, I know that we're not perfect and I know that there are moments where this isn't our reality and we do get into a place where we worry and fear and it has more sway in our hearts than perhaps we would like it to. It's not always easy. But this is our starting point. This is where we're coming to. When we find Jesus, we need to just grab a hold of Him. And when we deal with the worry and stress that occurs for people every single day, we know that we do not have to carry that. We know that we do not have to carry that because that's what Jesus is there for. So I just want you to take a mental note before we move on to the next point about what is it that you are concerned about right now. Maybe there's a situation at work. Maybe it's coming out of lockdown. Maybe there is something that is worrying you that you just can't quite put your finger on. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you right now. And be encouraged that we have an answer to that issue. We are, when we are living in a place of worry or fear, we are choosing to not trust God in that area of our life. Now that might sound harsh, but it is true. We are not trusting God with that area that we're worried about. But how do we stop worrying? How do we live in that place all the time? Point two, super simple, pray. I know, right? Pray. That's it. Pray. Let's go home. Don't worry. Pray. That's the title of my message this morning. Don't worry. Full stop. Pray. Exclamation mark. Right? We pray. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Who loves some organised prayer? How good have the prayer meetings been the last four weeks? So good. It makes it really easy. You know, it's great. We gather together. We had four powerful nights of prayer and hearts and heads gathered from across the congregation. Uh, it was just, it was such a good, a great time. And if you were unable to make it to those prayer meetings, I want to implore you to come and be a part of the ones that are going to be coming up. We know we're going to, it's so important that we pray together. When two or three are gathered, he hears us. He is right there, you know, and so good but we can't stop there it can't just be organized prayer we can't just go along to a prayer meeting and that's the extent of our prayer life it is our responsibility as people of God to put all that we know into action and to pray every day so organized prayer is great but there's something even better I like to call it much to my choleric personalities disgust unorganized prayer 
It's so good. Unorganized prayer. This is the real, authentic, gut-wrenching, middle of the day, middle of the night moment that we think about at prayer that comes from our heart, that comes from a point of frustration that we might be feeling or loneliness that we are experiencing. It might be weariness that we are enveloped by. But it also comes from the love that we feel, the gratitude that we know and the goodness of God that we have experienced. It's those moments of unorganized prayer that are so powerful in our everyday. You see, I think we get caught up with what prayer looks like, that it needs to look a particular way or be a particular form, formula. And don't get me wrong, there are some really good things about ensuring that we're not just making our prayers about asking God for stuff and that we are ensuring that we are praising God and doing all of those things. So there are some things that we can include in our prayer life that will strengthen it and grow it and make it richer. But God wants us to think less about prayer and to just pray from our hearts. We don't need to overcomplicate it. Just talk to God, have a conversation with Him. Uh, Jensen Franklin, who is one of my all-time favorite preachers, says that in order to have a strong prayer life, we need to do two things, make, a prior, make prayer a priority and create a pattern of prayer. Two things, so simple, not complicated. You know, just this week we had a situation arise in my extended family and I started to worry. I immediately went to that place. You know, side note, I'm on this journey with you. <laughs> it's not always easy and it's not always perfect, but I am committed to being on this journey to retrain my default to be pray instead of worry. Uh, my, I will tell you this little tidbit. My, one of my uni friends, I love her dearly, she used to, I had a nickname from her and it was Stress Petal. So you can see this runs deep, people. <laughs> This is something God's doing big, big work in me for. But I could feel myself in this moment getting uh, snappy with my kids because I didn't know what to do because I actually couldn't do anything. And I realized that what was happening and um, the worry, what it was doing to me, and I just stopped. And, you know, obviously I've been thinking about this a lot and I just stopped and prayed. I prayed in the spirit and I went to the bathroom and I prayed. <laughs> And I had a second to think and I prayed and I chose that moment not to worry, but to pray. And I gathered some other people to pray for this situation and they prayed. You know, is my heart hurting? Absolutely. Do I know what will happen? No. But do I know that I can trust God with it? Absolutely. Do I need to worry about it? No. I just need to keep on giving it back to God every time it pops up the one that I trust with my life, Jesus. You know, when something is bothering you, don't go scrolling through the internet to try and find answers. Pray. When something is on your heart or someone is on your mind, we pray. When you're worried about a job interview or a family member, we pray. I want to challenge us today though, when we pray, what is it that you are expecting? You know, it's easy to pray the easy prayers that we kind of either don't need a real answer to or we just like don't really mind what the answer is. Like, oh, you know, I pray that I find a car park or I pray that I, you know, can, uh, the sun comes up tomorrow. Like 
simple prayers that we don't really need an answer to, but it's those prayers that perhaps we've prayed that we haven't seen an answer to the way we thought we would, that we think, oh, you know, well, you know, when we get to heaven, they'll be answered there. When we get to heaven, that'll be okay. And we write off our prayers as being unable to be answered here in on earth, but actually we'll just see the answers later on when we get to eternity. Well, I want to challenge us this morning. God didn't tell us to pray so that He could wait until we get to eternity to answer those prayers. God told us to pray because He wants to answer those prayers. He wants us to see the answers this side of heaven because when we do, that is a testimony to His goodness. That is building our faith. That is helping us rejoice. That is showing others that He is who we say He is. Like this is what God wants us to do and we need to expect those answers. Answered prayer is God's design. That's a quote from Bill Johnson. I can't claim it, but it's true. Answered prayer is God's design. Otherwise, why go to God at all? Why does it matter? Well, it does. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. This is all part of that that process of prayer. We get to rejoice in the Lord when we see the answers to our prayers and when we don't. This is just this constant journey of prayer, this constant journey of faith. And so I want to challenge us that as we do pray that we have confidence and hope that the prayers that we pray are being heard and that they will be answered. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to pray, God's will be done. And I expect miracles because that is God's will. I expect restoration. I expect healing. I expect change. Sometimes the change is going to be in me. Sometimes it takes time, but we never give up. We never stop praying. We keep pushing through. We get the choice to pray when we are worried, when we're stressed or feeling hopeless. Now, maybe you're thinking, I'm not an anxious person. That is awesome. I am so glad. But do you get upset? Do you get angry? Do you ever feel guilt or shame? Do you feel tempted? In all situations, this Scripture tells us that we can pray. It doesn't just apply to being anxious, although it is very helpful in those situations. But in all situations, we go to God with prayer and petition. The real prayers the heart on the sleeve, nothing to lose prayers, the ones where we just let it all out there. This is us. Unorganised prayer is a new phenomenon that's going to hit our congregation, I feel, at a whole new level. And I'm excited because we are co-labouring with God as we do that. We are working with God and He is bringing the realities of heaven to earth as we pray. We will see His kingdom come on earth. The process for prayer, sorry, the process for breakthrough is prayer. We have to act on our prayers. We don't just pray for a job and then wait for the job to come to us. We go out and we ask God to show us which jobs to apply for and we apply for them and we turn up to interviews and we do all of that stuff. We don't just pray and wait for it to drop in our lap. We ask for wisdom. We ask for strategy. We ask for direction. And we pray that God will give us the direction to be able to walk in, to be able to see Him move because we're co-laboring with God. We are doing this together. You know, Pastor Darren talked about last week about getting stuck in your faith. Well, here's one solution. Pray. 
You know, this is a way to get out of that unstuckness. Pray. We need to be people who rise up in prayer and pray in all situations. And then guess what the result is? Peace is yours. Point three, peace is yours. The amount of times that I have had conversations over these months about needing peace, about people wanting peace in their world. Well, this season has multiplied our need and we can see the need in the world so much that we need peace. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, there's a sequence. A choice first to not allow something that is contrary to the kingdom of God into our hearts, like anxiousness or fear, worry, anger. And then instead, number two, a choice to take it to God in prayer. And then thirdly, the increase of peace in us as we do that will actually guard our hearts and our minds, which means we're less likely to get anxious and fearful. We know anxiety and fear in our hearts and minds. And so this is really important that we remember that we need these things to be operating well. We need these things to be in a place submitted to God. So the importance of this scripture is big. We have heard many times, but let me remind you that peace is a person and His name is Jesus. And Jesus lives in us when we have asked Him to come and reside in us and we have given our hearts to Him. We have faith in Him. And so therefore, peace lives in us as well. Have you thought about that before? Peace lives in us. When we're asking for peace, it usually means that we have let something else take the place of peace. We have let something else like anxiety or fear or apathy rise up in us and let the presence go out instead. And so we've substituted something that is not as good for something that is wonderful, the peace of God, the presence of God. We've allowed a substitute into the place where the presence of God belongs. And we need to protect that peace that comes from God's presence by choosing to increase the presence of God. And we do that by praying, which we've talked about this morning, but we can also do that by worshipping, by maybe finding a book that connects us to God. We can cultivate our relationship by rejoicing in Him, by talking to like-minded people and being encouraged by one another. We need to take time to realign our hearts and our minds with the one who is peace. And then a supernatural, unable to be understood is what the scripture says, takes place. A transaction takes place. He replaces the thing that is contrary to his presence with peace. Just like my example right at the beginning. When I was struggling and I couldn't even, really didn't want to get out of bed and I prayed and I found peace rising up. Peace Become, becomes our portion. It can be your portion. It became my portion. And it puts things back into perspective. You know, there are other choices we can make which give us a substitute for peace. And sometimes they're a bit easier. They're what I like to call escape options. And I'm, I'm pretty good at them, actually. <laughs> things like reading a good book or watching a, a series or a game or social media or even gardening. I know. 
because we're looking, they're not bad, they're not bad things at all, but we're looking for something to recreate the peace that we need instead of going to the peace bringer who is already within us. So when we do those things without the peace bringer, then we're not actually doing what we need to do to be able to have peace restored to our lives. The world needs more peace and guess what? We're bringers of peace. So we can choose this morning to be that. Romans 8, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Who are we governed by today? You know, just really quickly, the last thing is that when we actively protect that peace, when we actively protect the peace of God by making those choices to stay in His presence and to increase in this, then He protects our hearts and our minds with peace. Try and work that out. We pray He restores peace and we get more peace, which then He uses to protect our hearts and our minds so that we don't go back to the same patterns of being anxious and worried. He protects us and guards us. Peace is ultimately found in the presence of God. So where are you at today? Where are you at today? You know, these days I find myself praying a lot more than I used to and worrying a lot less, but it's a journey. You Maybe you're feeling worried about something and this has struck a chord. And maybe like I was, the default immediately was to worry instead of to pray. Well, I want to encourage you this morning to stop and pray wherever you might be at. Don't try and work it out. Allow God to work. Maybe God has been speaking to you about prayer as well. And I know that He's been speaking to lots of people about prayer through this season. I don't want it just to be for this season though. This needs to become a lifestyle, something that we are always going to. And maybe He's asking you to start praying so He can strengthen your prayer life. Or maybe you've been seeking peace in the wrong places and escaping rather than praying. We're going to pray this morning because that's a good thing to do, right? But I want you to pray with me. I want you just to take a second with with whoever you are with in the room right now. Who are you with? What are you worrying about? And if you are by yourself, I want you just to take a moment with God If you are with your family, gather together with God and we are going to give it all back to Him, right? We're going to take a second to pray. Whatever you're feeling fearful or anxious about, we are going to pray and trust peace to rise up within you. Can we do that this morning, church? Are we ready? So wherever you're at, close your eyes, gather together with the people with you and let's pray. Jesus, right now, We take a moment to give back everything that is bothering us. We take a moment to resubmit our lives afresh to you. The anxiety, the fear, the oppression that we might be feeling, Lord God, we give it back to you. And Lord, we know that we can trust you with that stuff, that we don't have to work it out. And most of it we can't work out anyway, Lord. We gain nothing by worrying, but we gain everything by giving it back to You and realigning our hearts with Your purpose and Your love for us. 
Lord God. So right now, Lord Jesus, wherever we're at, whatever it is, we give it to you. Lord God, you have your way with it. And we pray peace will rise up again in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that it lives in us. And we thank you, God, that we are going to walk in that peace every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm just going to take 15 seconds. I just want you to pray where you're at. Take a minute right now in your living room and just name those things and give them back. We're just going to take a couple of seconds. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I want to encourage you. There are some things that some of you have stopped praying because you've stopped expecting. And I want to encourage you today to take up that mantle of prayer again for those unsaved loved ones, for that healing, for that relationship restoration. We are going to pray we are going to lift the level of prayer and we are going to expect because God does miracles and God moves and He wants to move in that place, in that space, His will on earth as it is in heaven. So I want to encourage you today to be challenged in that and to continue to pray. You know, maybe today you have not met Jesus. Maybe you don't know who we are talking about. Maybe you have tuned in online and all of a sudden you're confronted with a message about a peace that you don't understand. We want to tell you this morning that there is a person called Jesus and He came to this earth thousands of years ago and He took the weight of the world he took the weight of sin from us. The things that we do that are not in alignment with God's heart. The things that we do in our own strength. He took all of those things and He died on a cross and He ascended into heaven and He is seated at the right hand of the Father and He is life bringing. He is life giving. And this morning He wants relationship with you. He is living and active. He didn't just go to heaven. He is present in our world right now, working among us and in us right now through the Holy Spirit. And so if that is you this morning and you want peace in your world, well, I am telling you, this is your very first most important step. So would you take a moment to just click on that button and there will be a button that pops up that tells you to uh, raise your hand. And if that's you, just do that this morning. Take this first step and we have one of our team who will be able to pray with you who will be able to point you in the direction of a life-giving relationship with the one and only Jesus. And they will lead you in a prayer and they will help you to find your way back home to Him. Church, gosh, I miss you. I love you so much. I'm so excited to be able to meet back together in, 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 the, in a little while. And I just am so glad that you are online. And I pray that today this message has both spoken to you and that you will be able to take something of what God has said to me and apply it to your world. Because I really believe that we church can be great prayer people and we can live in a place of peace and not worry and not fear and not anxiety. So please be encouraged this week. I love you, church, and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon.